Enoch Antonio Podcast. Check it out. The Enoch Antonio Experience. Train by day. Enoch Antonio Podcast by night. All day. Hey there, my conscious Africans. I hope everybody's doing okay. Today's topic will be very, 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 very eye-opening to all Africans. What I want from you now to put your earphones and listen very carefully. Today's topic is about uh, about China. China influenced in Africa, mostly in uh, Rwanda and Kenya, South Africa. But today. I'm not going to talk to other countries today. I will talk about uh, today. We're going to talk about Nigeria. Okay, today's topic will be about Nigeria. We will we will touch other continents. What China are doing in those continents? But today, our topic today will be on Nigeria. Okay, so I want you guys to listen carefully as our two hosts uh, discussed the the influence of China on Nigeria, what they are doing. Uh, the polluting, the plut, like the polluting of uh, of politics. You know they're involved in a lot of things. You know they they take from Nigeria, they take resources, they t- and and they sell it back. You see what they do? They they take it with lower price and they bring it back with the high. You know they're selling it back to Nigerian people, mostly to all Africans. If you do hear my cat in the background, mm-hmm. uh, forgive me. <laughs> Leo want to play around. Okay, I put Leo out. <clears throat> we are back. Uh, okay, guys, uh, thank you. I want you to like literally, like literally. I want you guys to focus. Okay, it need focus. It's, this is eye opening. China has its sights set on Africa and is becoming a neo-colonial power. That means support for Africa's worst dictators. China Uncensored. I'm Chris Chappell. Africa is caught in the stranglehold of dictators who keep their people divided and beaten down. And China is giving them the tools to do it in exchange for the economic wealth of their countries. I spoke to Nigerian activist and musician DJ Switch at the Oslo Freedom Forum in Miami, where she told me about the chilling effect China is having in Nigeria. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So, you know, uh, a lot of Americans might not really know much about Nigeria. Why don't you give us a, a little bit of a, a rundown of the situation? That's Well, it is uh, where the world began. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're going um, way back. <laughs> well, Nigeria is pretty much at the heart of Africa, and it is the largest, most populated nation in the continent. Very influential, too. Very dictatorial, but they just don't like you to know that. It's, it's a beautiful place. We just have some people who almost make you wish you didn't come from the place. <laughs> yeah, well, I know you were on the front lines of some of that uh, mm. dictatorial yeah. aggression, I guess. Yes, me and, and a, a bunch of very brave Nigerians who I'm privileged to know a few now because after the incident, we tried to keep in touch because we didn't know each other when... We, we met, you know, you know how protests are. Yeah. And um, 
again, I applaud each and every one of us because as hurtful and as painful as the situation was, we were very composed. You know, Nigerians naturally are very loud, mm. you know, and, um, but we were very composed, we're very peaceful. And I saw something that was really strange, you know, to me. Not strange as individuals, but collectively, right? Um, because our government, they've always tried to pit us against each other with our religions or our ethnicities and, and, and all that. But I saw different tribes, you know, northerners and southerners and, you know, people from the west and east just helping each other. I remember this one time, it was a Friday while we were protesting, um, the Muslims amongst us wanted to pray. And we made this big circle for them and sort of protected them as they were praying. It's, it was a beautiful, it's the best I've seen Nigerians at during the Ansas protests. Wow. Well, it's, it's amazing that like a brutal regime can bring out the best in the population. The truth is the population is just, you know, I, I don't know how many Nigerians you know. Oh, you know me now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, we're very lively people, you know, we're happy people. But um, you just don't get to see that because we, we are under the thumb of a government that just, it's almost like they wake up in the morning and they gauge our happiness. And if we're too happy today, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, oh no, do something to them. So it's like Twitter. Yeah, ban Twitter, for instance. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, that, it sounds bad, but I know China has recently just promised to eliminate poverty in Nigeria. And, Trade has topped $20 billion, so China must be making Nigeria really a great place. Really now? Yeah. Oh, wow. You okay. haven't heard? Uh, no, I haven't. But I do know that there's pretty, I think, about 200 Chinese companies in Nigeria now. Mm -hmm. And um, the exploitation is at an all-time high, of course. And the way I look at China, right, and, and whatever the intent is, I look at it in like two ways. First, it's core political, right? not really for this altruistic intent of nothing like that. It's just political. Just one way I see it. There are about, what, 54 countries in Africa, and I know about 53 recognizes Beijing, right? And just on that global stage, that support, right, of those 53 countries sets China nicely on that global stage, which sort of enhances their strategic game with the United States. You know, if you talk about the United States and other Western countries that have, you know, that have issues and, and concerns about China, and it may seem like they never really want them on the same table. So having these sort of allies, giving them this sort of leverage or reach rather, puts them in that influential position on international affairs. The other way I look at it is just exploitation really at this point, mm -hmm. right? Um, they need raw materials, and we have resources. Africa is filled with resources that we just don't know what to do with. And we sell it off cheap, and uh, you know, China could give loans or whatever aid they, they always claim to give, in turn, you know, just take advantage of, say, Nigeria, and then power their own, their own cities or their own productions and stuff like that, while then dumping their inferior products and all that stuff with us. Mm -hmm. So if you were talking about China like trying to eliminate poverty, I don't see it. We are now really at the top, like the world's capital of poverty. If you, if you do your research, you see that. And as you mentioned, China, these Chinese companies have been accused of, of racism, sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. uh, it just goes on. Yeah. Um, Not just China. in Nigeria, even in Ghana and other places. Yeah. 
all over Africa, and yet it, it seems like these Chinese companies never get any kind of repercussions for it. Why is that? I mean, take the average policeman or police force in Nigeria, mm -hmm. you know, with all the atrocities and crimes they commit, there's just no repercussions, as you said, but do you expect the Chinese to get that if we can't even compose ourselves? You know, do you want to tell someone who seems to be giving you money what to mm -hmm. do? And then we're talking about a government that doesn't even pay attention. The Nigerian government does not pay attention. We've been talking to them for years on just basic things like electricity and, and all that. And they just don't care. So if, if you go work at a Chinese company and you're being mistreated or, you know, you're not getting your dues or you've been racially, you know, just attacked, it's just a story for the blogs on the Internet. And it, it really is tragic because, as, as you say, Nigeria has so much potential. All of Africa does. Mm -hmm. And it's not as if these investments deals couldn't happen with the United States or other Western powers. Mm -hmm. But because those deals would require some kind of political reform, mm -hmm. these dictators just go with the Chinese Communist Party that doesn't make any of those kind of claims, mm -hmm. doesn't make any of those requirements. Yeah, I mean... You're right. I mean, you've pretty much answered that question. Take the United States, for instance, it's very big on human rights and, you know, like you said, political reform. And it's a big, these are big issues for, you know, places like the U.S. and, and other Western countries mm. as opposed to, and I'm not saying the U.S. is like perfect or anything, you know, everyone has their issues, but at least you're making the effort to keep fighting for, you know, democracy and stuff like that. It's not really China's like, foremost priority, you know, and then this, I, I think, again, to me, this really boils down to a financial thing. Again, you know, China has superseded, like, other countries with regards to how much they give to African countries. And, you know, if you follow the trend of African leaders who just enjoy looting and so on and so forth, they would always take more, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to less. And then without the the uh, requirements, you know, they want, don't want to feel like children being told what to do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, Chinese comes in, they have an agenda. They don't really, they, they give you this impression that, you know what, we are, we're not going to tell you what to do unlike, say, other countries, you know, we're giving you, we just, we just want to help you be independent, mm -hmm. right? And then you, I mean, whoever believes that, what can I say? <laughs> right? It empowers the dictators. It empowers the dictators. They have support now, as, of, you know, as opposed to where they used to get it, you know, from, say, the, again, the UK, the US, World Bank. You know, if, if it's slow and Chinese, the Chinese are coming in, what are we talking about? And then they're not giving you any restrictions. Mm -hmm. So really, help us uh, understand, like, the scope of China's activities in Nigeria. Um, I do know that... We have a very strong trade relationship with them, mm -hmm. which is supposed to be beneficial to both parties, but it seems like it's more beneficial to the Chinese, right? Just from where I'm sitting, I, I'm not an expert, you know, and also the infrastructure commitments China has made to, say, in Nigeria, for instance, like the, the, uh, the railway that they want to build and, and, and other, you know, infra you know infrastructure-related companies that they are setting up in the country. We can't particularly see progress, per se. A lot of the stuff that is happening is happening in the north. Now, I have no problems with anybody. You know, I'm not, uh, I, I, I do not support the division of Nigeria, which is a trending topic now. 
Um, but you can understand secessionists who want Nigeria to be divided because it doesn't seem fair what's going on. You know, the government is pouring a lot of the resources to the north. But if it was even just the north, okay. But it's outside the country. So President Buhari, he is, uh, President Muhammad Buhari, he is, you know, trying to develop the Niger. And I'm trying to understand that, right? We've not finished developing ourselves. And then, you know, doing some crazy stuff like building a naval base in the desert. It doesn't make, it's called a naval base, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're going to think about it, how about Lagos? You know what I mean? We've got a beach. And, um, and stuff like that. So a lot of those resources are going that way, just make them happy. Then they take what they want at very, very low prices. And it's, to me, it's a lose-win situation. We're losing, they're winning, but... As long as the people who are sharing whatever money they're sharing are happy, the rest of us can go to hell. Well, I know some people have compared what China is doing in Africa. They've compared it to like white colonialism. Yeah. Do you think there's any truth to that? Um, yeah, I can, I can see why, you know, um, but it's just uh, done in this, um, it's, there's a cloak over it. You know, it's not ships and whips and, and all that stuff, the, the typical picture you see when mm -hmm. you think about colonization. It's just strategic in, I would call it neo-colonization, you know, just trying to use the things that they are supposedly offering us to keep us indebted and control um, whatever African countries or sites they've got their hold on. And mm. I'd put it that way. A different type of chains. Yeah. So how do people in Nigeria feel about China? I'm going to answer this question as bluntly as possible. Okay. Right? Um, I don't have statistics, but I will dare to shoot for the stars and say about 70% of the population, do, they don't even have this conversation. Like, it's not even a conversation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, another small percentage, you know, people who are maybe in government will have these types of conversations because they're directly involved with these uh, types of topics or relations. And then maybe the other group are like in media. You know, so someone like you who's reporting on these issues and stuff like that. You know, because I don't know if you know, about 70% of the Nigerian population, they're under 30 years old. So mm. even though the nation isn't an old nation, uh, sorry, a young nation, the population is predominantly young. Mm. And you're looking at people who are more concerned with human rights abuse that is happening directly, mm -hmm. you know, right there. It's happening to me, you know. Yeah. And so thinking and talking about China, it's not really, it doesn't come to a lot of young people's minds. And then we, for the longest time, have been buying Chinese products. Mm. You know, the, uh, their electronics they're bringing and all of that stuff. You go to a lot of shops on the streets, you see, you see shops and they're using all those Chinese products and, and all that stuff. They don't think about it. You know, our government doesn't even want to invest in, I mean, we've got talent. There's a young boy, if I might digress, there's a young boy who went viral recently, created a drone. And I'm talking about a guy from, he's not even from a well-to-do, went to the biggest, best school or anything. He's just a guy from some village, you know, it's just one of those geniuses. Mm -hmm. And his story came out. The government just didn't care. People were trying to, like, get the attention of this, like, look at this guy, you know. And then another country... Okay, I, I might not have this particular name, or rather fact right, so please fact check. I don't know if it's Poland, or, but one of these countries invited this boy. They've given him everything, you know, and this is how we waste talent. So 
as long as we know we import, we import everything down to toothpicks. It's not like we don't have trees. <laughs> if you're talking about, I mean, <laughs> call a bunch of you know guys who we'll chop up some toothpicks, right? But you know, we don't we don't do that. So um, most people don't talk about these things. Most people, most people just buy what oh that's toothpick they buy. Oh, I like that DVD they buy. You know, they don't really think. Well, where, where did this come from? Why why aren't we making this? You know, so um, most people don't really talk about China, China's influence in. In fact, I've heard more Ghanaians have that conversation than Nigerians. Really? Yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, for starters, and this is no... I love Ghana, it's a beautiful place, but for starters, I give you stats about the population difference, or rather the age, um, how young Niger the majority of Nigerian population is, number one. Number two, um, there's more of a culture, a reading culture in Ghana than there is in Nigeria, hmm. right? Not a lot of young people read and it's it's a problem. I, I wish maybe there's something, some sort of campaign that can happen. Um, I've met more people, you know, they, there's a reading culture in Ghana. So most people tend to read and just expand and broaden and learn and find out things that bother them, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I, when I think about it, it breaks my heart because we we're talented, We've got what it takes, but we are more interested in what other people have to offer. And of course, you know China, they, the country is like a producing machine. There's something is always coming out of China. And, and as long as there's, oh, what we need, okay, there it is. Nobody's really talking about it. Yeah, I can see that being a real challenge. Like when you're talking about like, you know, the SARS shooting you, mm -hmm. that's very apparent. Like that's the problem. Yeah. When all you see of China is like, oh, these are, you know, the products, the goods. Yeah. You see the products, you don't even, there are people that, in fact, most people, and I, again, I dare say, most people buy the products, don't even think about where it came from. They just buy it. You, you know, and then it depends on where you go. If you've got a lot of money and you're not just buying off the road, and you go to these big fancy malls and then you test it out, I like it, mm -hmm. great screen or you know, whatever. And then you just buy it. Nobody's standing there and going like, is this China? You know yeah. what I mean? What is the real cost what is of the this? Yeah. You know, who made this? Yeah. Nobody, I think. Well, thank you so much for joining us and, and sharing about Nigeria. And, and one last thing I have to ask, since you are a DJ, what's, who's your favorite musical influence? Wow. Um, give, uh, give us something that probably most of the audience has never even heard of. <laughs> Can I name a few? Because they're just great people out Go there. Go for it. All right. We've got Wizkid, who I love terribly. Uh, Thames, Davido, Burner Boy. And uh, then I have to go back, you know, and talk about uh, Fela and Nicola Okuti, Bob Marley, Tracy Chapman, um, Erica Badu. It's, it's crazy. My style of music is a bit urban, but somber sometimes. And um, I do love Shade. So. Tracy Chapman. <laughs> and where can uh, anyone watching learn more about you or contribute um, something to Nigeria? Yeah, look, guys, just Google. Just Google Nigeria. You can follow me on Instagram. It's at DJSwitch underscore. But just Google if you're interested. I hope you are. And um, you can share because we do need the international community to take a lot of these issues seriously and stop um, enabling. And, and, I, and I'm saying enabling because I know there are lots of lobbyists just selling stories of what's not happening in Nigeria and pretending it's happening. 
And then maybe some people might believe that everything is well, all is well in Nigeria, for instance. But young people are dying every day. You know, police people are killing young people for nothing, for wearing ripped jeans. You could be killed. You have an iPhone, you could be killed, you know what I mean? So, you know, um, help us share the story, and I hope, you know, countries, international communities, World Bank, just think twice before just giving away money to a country that, um, you know, are terrorist sympathizers and have no regard for human rights. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. And thank you for watching. If you'd like to support the work we do here on China Uncensored, visit ChinaUncensored.tv slash support. Once again, I'm Chris Chappell. See you next time. Hey, Sinokis here. Uh, I want. I just want to tell you a small, a small details. Uh, I want you guys to hit me up on uh, Spotify and other platform as well. Uh, this help uh, to spread uh, the goodwill about what this this grip on Africa. We need to wake up because a lot of things are happening in Africa. Okay, all of us we need to get up. We need to take responsibility for our own continent. We don't need outside forces to come in and dictate our living. Okay. So hit me up on every platform, follow me. Thank you. Until next time.